Welcome to Widowed But Not Alone with Todd Bessie of Credom Wealth Partners, the podcast designed to help people who have lost a partner and those people who support them. We will share stories and resources that will help support your needs, address your financial concerns, and guide you to believe in your future. Now, on to the show. Scam artists are most successful when their victims are in a vulnerable state of mind, and losing a spouse can do that. It can put you at risk of becoming a victim, emotionally and financially. And very often, a widow is a prime target. Husbands often may handle the financial matters, but the wives typically outlive them, and they may not know the details of accounts. And it also may sound despicable, but fraudsters are always testing fresh ideas. Your host, Todd Bessie, is here with some common scams to watch for. But first, Todd, how do scams work? Patrice, you know, many, many people, not just widows, are the target of scammers or fraudsters, uh, people looking to gain your trust and, and then take your money from you. You know, they contact you by, by phone, by email, by text, or through social media platforms like Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and, and certainly the online dating websites. Uh, some of them are interested in just making a quick buck, maybe taking you for a few hundred dollars, but you know, others are really looking to, to reel you in for a large sum of money. They're looking for people that are lonely and trusting of others, you know, hoping to catch you off guard and convince you that you know, they're your friend or they're, or they're just trying to help you solve a problem. And you know, what, what are they looking for? You know, outside of just you know getting you to send the money, they're they're looking for your personal information. They want to get your social security number, your date of birth, bank information, credit card information, any way that that they can get access to, you know, your bank account, to your, your credit card, or even to get credit in your name. Uh, well, how do they start this? Is it usually in this day and age? Is it online? A lot of it is, you know, I think we're many people are out on social media today and, you know, sharing pictures of, of themselves and, and friends and family. And then some people, unfortunately, are sharing, you know, things that, uh, that allow others to know that, that they're having some issues, you know, something's going on in their life. They had a loss, maybe, you know, as, as we discussed here, they, they may have lost a spouse or another family member. And so they're down and, and, uh, maybe not feeling so great and, and looking for someone to reach out and, and allow them to share their thoughts, their emotions. And, and it's just a way to engage. And you're absolutely right. There is so much sharing, oversharing on, on social uh, media. It's, it turns me off to be quite honest, but apparently for a scam artist, whoa, this is, this is fertile territory. It is. It's so much easier for, someone to learn about you in a way that you're not even aware of because you're innocently posting information about what's going on in your life. And through a friend of a friend of a friend, somebody can get to your profile and just start to stalk you and, and watch what's going on. And, uh, you know, so there's a, there's a number of types of scams out there that, these people are starting to pursue and and utilize to to gain trust in mm -hmm. uh, in others and and particularly our you know the folks that we work with a lot which are widows. Well, how does it start? 
You know, I maybe the best way I can I can go through some of this is explain some of the the the, the real life scams that are out there and some oh. of the things that we've seen um, affect our clients um, and friends and family too, people close to home to to me and, and the people around me. So I'll I'll go through a few and I'll just explain them. And and so one of them that's that's the most disturbing is uh, you know especially with with our clients' widows is is a new love interest, right? You know, um, a sweetheart kind of a situation, right? So this is where a scam artist is targeting, you know, widows that are lonely and looking for companionship. And, you know, we've seen this happen to a number of our clients. So it's, it's where, you know, they're looking for someone to talk to, someone to confide in, someone that they could develop a, a loving relationship with. And that's, you know, only what we would hope for, you know, for our clients that have had loss. And so what does that that mean that requires them to invest time and to trust somebody. And so typically what happens, it's going to start through a dating site or through social media. So as you start to share some of your basic information about yourself, that those scammers will start to make contact with you. They'll chat through messaging apps. They'll call, they'll send pictures. They're going to want to learn about you, your feelings, and about your family. Then they'll start to dig in, they'll play on your emotions, and what they're really working towards is to find an avenue to get to your money, to your wealth, and get you to open up. And so we've had clients that over the years have you know, engaged in the, in the dialogue, felt a connection, and then they ultimately have sent some money. You know, and it might be this that the person on the other end of the, that's, that's made the connection with you is in a jam, in a financial jam, and they need some help, they need some money, you know, or you, you, the victim might want to really meet this person. And so you all, you know, they might say, well, I, I'd love to come see you. Could you just buy me a plane ticket? You know, so you're going to send funds for something like that. And so, you know, the conversation we have with clients about this is, is if you or someone, you know, is serious about a relationship that you're developing this way and you, and you want to pursue it. Yeah. The best thing you can do is to try to verify the identity of that person. And often, you know, it's kind of having a wingman, right? You know, a family member or friend who who wants to be supportive of you that can kind of help you in the process. And, you know, one of the things that that we think makes the most sense here is, you know, how, how do you go about verifying identity? Well, think about it. If you go to a bank, right, and you're going to deposit a check or withdraw funds, they're going to want to see your ID. No questions asked, you know, even if they know who you are, it's kind of a requirement these days. Or if you go to the Department of Motor Vehicles to renew a driver's license, right? They want, you know, eight forms of identification before they're going to give you a new driver's license. So they're going to, you know, picture ID, a utility bill, a credit card, some other third party verification of who you are. And so, you know, when you're engaging and meeting somebody that you've, you don't know who they are, or where they're from, why wouldn't you want to make sure that this person's real? And so going about that process of verifying identity is so important. And if they, and if they argue with you or say, Oh, you don't trust me. I mean, that's, that's the red flag, right? So that's, that's time to turn and run fast. <laughs> so um, oh, question that's here. one example. How quickly does this move along usually? Is it a long drawn out or is it within like a month? They're saying, you know, I really, I'd love to meet you send money. I think we, we've seen both sides. Um, so some that are fast, that are just just looking to 
to engage. And those, those might not be this, this kind of a situation. There are some other examples I'll, I'll share with you in a few minutes. But here, when the scammer has a sense that you have financial resources, they're going to take their time and they're going to appeal to you and share that they want a relationship with you. And, and, you know, unfortunately we've, we've had this happen and, and, you know, a client that was incredibly lonely and felt a connection and sent a decent chunk of money to, to help them through a situation. And then, you know, we had a conversation with this client about this and just kind of said, you know, and it's tough because we're being, we want to empathize with what's going on and how that person feels. Cause as I said, they're lonely and they're looking for companionship, but as an outsider looking in, we're trying to help protect them as well. And so we've had clients send, you know, thousands of dollars out the door only to know that there's going to be another ask that'll be bigger mm-hmm. for more money. Mm-hmm. And so that's where typically someone's eyes open up a little bit and they realize that this is this is a, a, a fraudulent situation and they have to then back away. And that's tough because you know you don't want to throw in the towel on a relationship, but but that's what they were looking for, and that's what you have to be on, you know, on guard for and protect yourself. Now you said you had some other examples. Yeah, I, I think some that are are I think very I think common. You know, you you may have sensed this. I see it all the time. Is is you know what everybody's familiar with Amazon, right? And uses their Amazon accounts to buy things today. You know, some some people purchase things once in a while. I mean, boxes show up at my front door all the time. So, <laughs> you know, so we get emails from Amazon almost every day. Hey, your package is on the way. Hey, you know, you know, this is what you purchased. And so it's that's a familiar thing for most people is to have that communication. However, sometimes what happens is people get an email from an email account that looks like it's Amazon and it's reaching out saying, hey, there was a problem processing your last order, um, or hey, we're concerned that there's fraud on your account. Please click this link. So this is coming through an email. Please click this link to verify your account or to log in. And we need you to update some of your account information. And so that's where the fraudster is trying to get you to log in, put in your credentials, and then they're going to capture your information. And that might be just for your login to your Amazon account. It might be you, oh, we need you to re-enter your credit card information. Mm. And so what's happening is that's not going into Amazon's platform. It's going into some fraudulent platform where they're capturing the information. So their their effort is to try to steal your credentials and gain access to your account, your credit card information, Mm. or- um, Information they can then use. Right, Exactly. So on the heels of the Amazon situation, there's kind of a broader, broader one, and this is one unfortunately, I, you know, it hit my own mother um, a couple of times, and it's kind of a tech. It's called a tech support scam. So if you ever had a situation where you've had a pop up on your computer, and it says, "Hey, there might be a problem," you know, we're here to help. Well, that happened to my own mother a few times, and so what happens is, is you know, a, a pop up will come on the computer and say, "Hey, you, you've got a virus. You know, we're here to help. Just give us a call." And so now, many people think, "Well, you know, if 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 a pop up came on my screen and there's a phone number, at, you know, suggesting for help, I'll call that number. It's legitimate. They're they're looking to help me." 
The problem is, is the person on the other end of the line is really not there to help you. They're, they're there to invade your privacy. And the goal is to get you often to get you to buy some useless or dangerous software that's disguised as antivirus protection because they're sensing, hey, there's a problem with your, with your computer. But in most cases, what they're doing is, is they're going to install what's called spyware on your computer that allows them to gain access to all of the information on your computer. So now that, that includes your email account, credit card numbers, other sensitive documents you might have stored on your computer. And so as you're in conversation with this tech support person, they'll say, okay, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to put a link on the screen, please click on this link. And now you're granting them access to your computer. And that's when they start to to pause and stall and start to install some things on your computer saying, Hey, we're just going to, we got to, you know, put this on your computer so we can look at it and find out what the problem is. And then undoubtedly what they do is they say, okay, and by the way, for our services today, it's going to be, you know, $350. So just put your credit card information here in this field and, will charge you. And of course, then they're capturing your credit card information. So, you know, the thing with this is anytime that happens, uh, we just advise our clients to, to close the window, maybe reboot your computer and make sure that, you know, you, you haven't allowed them to invade, you know, your computer, gain access to, to any information. And, and, you know, the thing is a real tech support situation that arises might send you an email and then you can just do some double checking and make sure that you don't get get caught up in that situation. So that's you know, the Amazon thing and, and the tech support thing are two kind of technology type scams that often um, I, I think tend to affect people that are a little bit older that are not as knowledgeable about some of these technology issues. And that was unfortunately what happened with my mother and, and, how did you, and her how did situation. You solve it? How did you solve that problem? Well, <laughs> once it happens, the, the, the one way to start the process is to, like I said, is to just shut down the computer. You might have to take it into somebody to have them look at it and make sure that nothing no damaging spyware has wow. been installed on the computer. And then, you know, the question is what they get access to, right? And so, you, you know, wouldn't know necessarily what she had on her computer or, you know, what, what sensitive information you have on yours. So it's the, the question is what could they have gotten access to? And then was there anything really sensitive there? You know, the, the, the access to credit or credit card information, you know, there. Um, it's just, you have to put some protections up and, mm -hmm. you know, I'll, I'll talk about that again in a little bit. Um, but that's, you know, those are the two that are technology related, you know, and then one last one I'll share, um, which, which is one that again is, you know, you used the word despicable earlier in our conversation. This is one of the worst is, um, is what's called a fake family emergency. And this happened oh, to, Oh yes. Oh yes. This happened to one of my friend's mothers you know, who's in her set late seventies. And what happened was this, is this, you know, the scammers are seeking to prey on your emotions here. And what happens is they call and they tell you that one of your loved ones is hurt, you know, they're injured or they might be in jail. And in some cases, what they might do is pretend to actually be your loved one. Like, let's just say it, if you're, you know, uh, 
uh, a little bit older, maybe it might be you know a nephew or, or it's your grandson. And in other situations, instead of pretending to be that person, they might pretend to be a representative from a hospital or a jail saying, oh, your, your grandson is here. He's hurt. He needs your help or he's in jail and you need to bail him out. And so the goal there of this scam is to immediately get your attention to have you concerned and to get you to wire money or send your credit card information to save your family member. And so how do they go about this process? They start by, you know, how does a scam begin, right? How do they get to you? It starts by them doing research on you. And, and again, we talked about social media, right? So going through social media profiles, family obituaries, about us pages on companies where they can see who you are, school records, any, any information that can be found obviously now on the internet, you know, that's, that's public record or, or you've exposed that information yourself through social media and they can find a ton of information out about you. So now when they call to initiate the scam, they know who you are, they know who your family members are and they have some details. And so what they want you to do is when they reach out, is they want you, the victim, to feel a sense of urgency to do something, to respond, and not stop and think about what's going on. And so, you know, it's kind of like whatever needs to happen needs to happen right now. And and that's that's it. It's just this sense of urgency to do something. And so in this case, what happened is, is um, to our friend is, is that the scammer said it was the grandson, that they were in jail in another state. And oh my God, please don't call my mom and dad. I really don't want them to know what's going on. Grandma, I just need your help. Please just send some money so I can get out of jail. Right. And that's the scam. And so oftentimes what happens, someone will just react, not think much about it, or they'll try a call. They may try to put in a call to their son or daughter to say, hey, is, is my grandson okay? And if they can't get a hold of them, now what do they do? Do they wait or do they react? Right. And so that's, that's a tough one because they're praying again, often praying on older folks, you know, who might be emotionally wrapped up in the situation and just react. And I must, I'll add here too, my mother got a call like that. She's nowhere on social media. The call, caller simply said, this is your grandson and I need help. And to her credit, she's 90 <laughs> years old. She said, who are you? <laughs> What's your name? And he tried a couple of different names. And each time she said, nope, wrong, go again. Go yeah, again. right. She ended up hanging up on him. But but that's the approach. Yeah. That's that's the approach. And so that's exactly what happened in this situation. This is your grandson. And this woman said, oh, Michael? And if, yes, it's Michael. So, you know, she didn't think to say, well, if you say you're my grandson, then who are you? You know, and try to verify who they were through other, other questioning, let's say. Um, you know, so here again, it's this is one of those situations where you know your your brain, you know, might be on pause here, and your it's your heart that's stepping in, right? You're emotional. You want to try to try to solve the problem. So the key in this situation is, you know, again, protect yourself. The more you put out there in social media, the more opportunity you're giving others to find more about you. Um, There's the key question, Todd protect yourself phrase, I should say, not, you know, yeah. protection. How can someone protect themselves? It's as simple as just, you know, I think with social media, people are more apt to accept friend requests from anyone and everyone these days because people want more friends. 
But if you really don't know who that person is or don't have some connection through another party where that you can verify, you don't have any idea who they are. And, right. and more and more of those requests, and some of them are simple to realize, right? You know, I, 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 I get those requests on LinkedIn all the time, on Facebook, and you just have to think before you push the button, you know? Um, if this call comes in as we were talking about and how you were, you were laughing about how, how your mother handled it, which is awesome, is, you know, hang up, just hang up. Yes. You know, you can I, always I, hang up. And honestly, in most cases today, I think many people, um, we, you know, we all have caller ID today, right? So if the call comes in and says it's an unknown number, why would you answer it in the first place? Right. Or you know, spam. Yes, exactly. More, more of the calls I'm getting on my cell phone, just say, you know, spam call, spam yeah. call. So it's, you know, again, if somebody really wants to get in touch with you, they're going to leave a voicemail, they're going to send you a text message. And then you, you know, if you know who it is, then you'll respond. And if you don't, you won't. But the key here is, is, is just not reacting immediately, not sending money, not giving personal information um, that is revealing or you know, is, is setting up the opportunity for identity theft. All right. Suppose it does happen. What are your recourses? Yeah, I think the first thing you should do, and this is hard for many people when they, they realize there's a problem is not keep it to yourself. You got to tell a family member, a friend, you know, hey, I think I've been scammed so that you have some support. They might be able to help you better understand what happened. And then as we've discussed how to protect yourself from it again, cut off all communication with that person, you know, that scam artist, if it's through social media, just unfriend them, delete them, block the phone numbers, just find a way to, to not communicate with them any further. You know, law enforcement agencies will tell you to reach out to them and let them know what happened. Uh, the Federal Trade Commission, you know, through their website, will will take reports. And if you do those things, that might help law enforcement agencies again create awareness. There are many awareness campaigns about this, and that's what we're having this conversation about today. Really, is to create awareness, more awareness about it. If you get to the point where you have given out your information and and access to financial information. You might have to freeze your credit, and that's easier today, easier to do today than it was in the past. So the three major credit reporting agencies, which are TransUnion, Equifax, and Experian, through their websites, all allow you to go in there and, and freeze your credit. And what that means is that nobody can, can go get a new line of credit or credit card in your social security number without your approval. And I think that's that's one really important way to do it. Most credit cards today also allow you through their website or through their app to watch your credit report and see if there's been new credit applied for in your name. And lastly, you might want to just consider signing up for one of those identity th you know, theft protection services like a LifeLock or a Identity Force where they're going to be observing what's going on, you know, behind the scenes. And if there are any red flags that pop up, you get notifications. And if someone tries to apply for credit, they'll block those, those things. So those are some of the best steps that, that you could take to protect yourself or, or try to, to, to handle a situation after you've been exposed. And don't be embarrassed. You're not the only person that this has happened to. Absolutely. It happens all the time. Right. And 
And like we said, is, is just, if you hold it in and don't tell anybody, then oftentimes you don't know what to do or how to solve the problem. And, uh, and, and the scammer you, wins in that case. Yes. Cause the delay is what gives them the edge, the advantage. All right, Todd, if listeners have more questions, they want to learn more about this or any of the other topics you've covered in your podcast series, how can they reach you? Sure. We'll, we'll put a few notes in, in the, in the uh, links in the show notes for access to some of the information that we talked about today. But if you want to reach out to me, the best way is through my website, which is credomwealth.com. So that's credom is C-R-E-I-D-I-M wealth.com. And follow this podcast, Widowed But Not Alone, rate, review, and of course, share, especially with those you care about. I'm Patrice Sikora. Thank you for listening to Widowed But Not Alone. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Integrated Wealth Partners. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning. Investment advice offered through Integrated Partners, doing business as Credom Wealth Partners, a registered investment advisor.